Okay, we're in a period of time. Hold on, there's my chuvah. Some times we'll see it's called being kessel or Between, think about Chodesh Shofar, about kessel, Yom Chagenu, and Osar, the day, the 10th day of Tishrei that we're all marching towards. And hopefully, as we discussed yesterday before Tkiyah Shofar, we got an extension. That was all we were able to request, to get an extension that we need a couple of days to work out our details, and hopefully we'll have something by Yom Kippur. That being said, <clears throat> if you wanted an extension, you had to have a sort of a plan of I'm going to do something to change. I'm not going to co- show up on your Tishrei not looking very different than I looked on base Tishrei when I asked for that extension. So we have to, in our spare time, which we should have a lot of during this Kufa, as the Ramak says, and we said it in the morning, that this is, the person should work a lot less during a Sesame Chuba, the way that Rizal says it, he calls it Chalamoy, the person should work as little as he can um, during a Sesame Chuba. The Rabbi Yoino in Shari Chuba says, that how could you go work when you have so much you know, on the line? Obviously everybody should go work, and everybody should do what they need to do to support their families, but their minds need to be fully occupied of what are we going to do to make sure that we can actually be Zeichel, the Tshuva Shleimah, and then therefore, therefore, Be'ezus Hashem have a good year. So, there's four things, just parenthetically, there's four things that we say in Yiddishkeit, we add the word Shleimah to it. We say, Tshuva Shleimah, we ask for Tshuva Shleimah, we're hoping for the Geula Shleimah, we have to have Amunah Shleimah, and sometimes, unfortunately, some people need a Rafur Shleimah. So, if Chaim Kaufman used to say, Shetavis Esrig, Actually, this is the tshuva that we're in. Amuna tshuva refua geula. He says, if you have amuna shleima, you do tshuva shleima, you can be sure that you'll have refua shleima and will be zeichet to the geula shleima. That's what he used to say every year during Sesame tshuva. So we have to we have to make sure that we have a tshuva shleima. So what are we doing about that? So sometimes it seems a little overwhelming because there's so much that we want to do, so much. I'm going to change. I'm going to this. I'm going to that. And then and then we look at the end of the year and it didn't it didn't pan out. The Satmarov. The real title I'm used to say that um, the Pasik says in the Sefer Dvarim Pashas Akev that um, Talking about our holy country that He says, well, if you look at the Pasik, it says Meresh's Hashanah and then it finishes off Vad Either it should have said Meresh's Hashanah Vad Hashanah. So the way that Yabiel used to say, in a little bit of a sarcastic, but in a very real way, is that every year when we start the year, we say, Hashano, this is going to be, Tavshim Peidalot is going to be the year. And then, Ba'ad Achris, time to get to the end, it's Shano, it's just another year like every other year. And it's, it's unfortunate. And it says, when is the Geulah going to come? When it's Hen Ga'alti Eschem, when it's Achris, is Koreshis. When the Achris Shano is like the Reish Shano, that it's Hashanah throughout, will be Zeichet to the Geulah Shleimah. So we have to do something to make sure that we can have the Hashanah all year, we can remember the thoughts that we have, that we had on Rosh Hashanah, and that we're going to have throughout the Sayyid Shemesh We have to be able to remember that during Thomas and during Tevis, during times when we're so far from Rosh Hashanah. So I want to talk a little bit some Eitzis, Chavarim, Yedidim, trying to share some ideas that could work, perhaps. And if you have other ideas and suggestions, we're always looking to hear more. In fact, on that note, it was put together again this year, and the email went out a couple, uh, I think a day before Yantif, or maybe two days before Yantif, about again a Google Doc sheet, a Google, I don't know, a Google sheet or a Google Doc, I don't know, whatever it is, one of the two, I don't know the difference, where the people could fill in 
you got the email, you can look, you can see, people could fill in Kabbalahs that they made over the years that they were successful at. I really suggest that people should put the ones that they're not successful at. Also, because maybe you weren't successful, but somebody else might be successful at it. It's an idea, something that you came up with over the years, and I'm sure over the years you've had many Kabbalahs that you made, accepted upon yourself, that you tried to keep, and I'm sure there's also been some that you've been successful at. And somebody else can learn and derive from that and can benefit from that. So go onto that sheet and put in something that you were successful at or that you weren't successful at. If you weren't successful, maybe you want to write why you weren't successful. Somebody else can avoid that pitfall. And don't worry, it's all anonymous. It's all anonymous. Nobody has to know who you are. It's all anonymous. And last year, I myself benefited a lot from it because I took some ideas. I, I took some things from what, what, from what the Chavah wrote in. And I think we should spread it out around the whole world. Let everybody write in ideas. I don't, I don't think it should be a shul or a neighborhood, or it should, be, it should be all over the world. I sent it to other communities also, and we're looking forward to everybody putting in, taking 10 seconds of the time, putting in a couple. So let's talk about some of these ideas. There's a book that I don't think any men over here read. I'm willing, to, I'm, willing, I'm willing to go out on a limb over here, because it's a book that was written by a woman for a woman, so for women. So I, so I think it's, it's a, you know, I, I hope. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's a good book. Maybe men should read it. I don't know. I didn't read the book. But I, I want to take out an excerpt from that book. The book is called Henny's Recipes for Life. Anybody read the book Henny's Recipes for Life? I'm sure many of your wives have read it. Henny, this, this Isha Kshayro, was Rebison Henny Machlis. She was a very famous woman, and she was very, very popular. And people might know the Henny Machlis book, but it's called Henny's Recipes for Life. So I want to read one paragraph from that book. It's not, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine that that's what a brother would get up and read, but no, you, need, you need to get Chachma from wherever you can get Chachma. So I want to read an excerpt. Henny taught, quote, We should live in the moment. Then we won't feel the pressure of that there's a lot to do. That was the quote. She didn't mean, this is already the beer on the Reverend Henny, she didn't mean you can't plan for tomorrow. What she meant is that whatever you're doing, do it with all your focus and concentration. And most important, you should think to yourself, there's only one thing to do. And that's whatever Hashem wants me to do right now. This is the quote from the book. Okay. I think this is, a, this is such, important, such an important nekudo. And I think the world at large today has come to that realization that there's something called being, today the common terminology is, being present. Being where you are, where you are at that moment. Be there. Don't be in all over the place. And many of us are all over the place. It's because it's part of the world we live in, because of technology and because of our couple letters that we have after our name or before our name, and because of, unfortunately, the Deir got Shvacher. So we have a very hard time focusing and concentrating on where we are when we're there. So all what she's trying to bring out is, and I want to elaborate on this, Nikud, a little bit, is being present and being aware of where you are. And that's such an, such an important nikuda. When you sit down, let's say, by the, by the supper table with your children, it's, it's almost as bad, almost as bad, it's not really, almost as bad if you would read the newspaper as if you would read a piece of Gemara. If you're sitting with your children, spending time for them for supper, what's the difference to your child if you're learning a Gemara or if you're, if you're reading, you're catching up on the latest stock tickers that went up and down? What, what, to your child, there's no difference. Obviously, in Shemayim, there's a difference. That's why I say almost, obviously. But you weren't there for your children when they wanted to have dinner with you. So you weren't there with your wife when she wanted to go out with you. It's the saddest thing to go out for supper and watch both spouses sitting on the phone. It's a very sad reality. Okay, one is I'm sure taking pictures of the food to send to the kids at home. Got it. But what's the other one doing? 
I guess it's all busy, so, so, so you're bored, so you do something. It's it's so sad when you when you witness this. I walked in once. We went with the Olim together. We went for a CM. I walked in. There was four people by a table. Father, a mother, I'm assuming a, a daughter and a son. All four were on the phone. All four were on the phone. And Hashem Yishmar, don't go out. Why, why, are you, why are you giving, whatever you're giving, $350, $400 for the night, like, stay at home and don't look at each other. Like, what, 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 why do you have to go there to not look at each other? There's a concept of being present that is, unfortunately, very, we're so occupied with so many things. And this is, I think, if we can focus on this and just take time to learn to focus, first of all, it'll help us in our own ben adam la'atzmai. We won't be we won't be distracted as quickly. We'll be able to learn a Gemara. We'll be able to focus on davening. We'll be able to enjoy a our ben adam will be enhanced, obviously, because when you're talking to somebody, you're talking to somebody. Your mind is not all over the place. Oh, mazel tov! You're not talking to me. Hello. One of the kabbalos last year on the paper was that when when you're on the phone, never to pick up a beep, a click, whatever you call it, unless it's your father or mother. I, was, I think it was something like that. I don't know who wrote it in. It's anonymous. But I very, I very much appreciated that. It was something that I decided to work on. I had to amend it, obviously, because not everything works for everybody. So I had to write, my father, mother, my wife, another Rav, or a healthcare professional. Okay, because, you know, obviously, you know, this, like, everybody has to amend to make it fit for their life. Fine. But the point was that I, there was a, a concept of just, I'm talking to you right now. There's nobody else that's, a, hold on one second. No. Bye. If, if you put me on hold, I'm hanging up. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to stand around and wait. And you, you shouldn't have to stand around and wait either. I'm talking to you and there's nobody else more important. There's an un, unfortunate um, little, I think they call it a meme, where it's, it's, it's father and son are having a conversation. And he says, hold on one second, got to click. They see the son going to the other room and calling in also. Figured this way he can have a conversation with his father. He'll, he'll click in on the click. So that, but that's, isn't that so sad that, you, that your child can't have that moment? Now, I'm not saying it's never okay to answer a phone call in front of your wife and in front of your children. I'm not, but when you're doing something, do it. It's, and it helps for another Machaber. And obviously, it also helps for another Machim. Because when you're davening, you're davening. When you're learning, you're learning. When you're focused on you're giving it to Daka, you're giving it to Daka. Our brains don't get scattered and shredded into a million different pieces. And it's it's we can't handle it. We're not we're not equipped to handle it. So just start practicing doing mental exercises to be focused. Now, the Pasik says in Mishlay, the Khachamikala Adam, Shlaima Malach says, it's a Pasik we often quote, so much so that someone quoted to me the other day yesterday while he was saying it, I was wondering if he was trying to see if like if I'm gonna to react to the quote also. The Pasik says, don't know the second half of the Pasik. Let's start with the first half of the Pasik. Sim ish is something I, I quote a lot. Got it. What's Shoyim Melech saying? What's the Chacham Mikola Adam saying? If he was alive, you would, you would run to go hear what he has to say. The wisdom. He wrote it down for you. You could open up Mishra. You, you don't have to go too far. You could open up what the Chacham Mikola Adam said. We're not going to talk about that part. We're going to talk about the end of the first. The Davar Bi'itay Matayv. And a thing in its right time, how precious and how good that thing is. The Hainu. If I take an esrig tomorrow morning and I shake it with all Kavana Sarizal and Shalom Sharabi, is anything happening? Nothing's happening. There's a time and place to shake a little bit of an esrig. And it's on Tezvav, not this year, it's just going to be Tezayin, but there's a time and place. I blow a shave for today, all I want, the is not going from Kisei Din to Kisei Rachamim. The Dovar Be'itay Masai, you have to know what belongs in what moment. You have to do it in the right moment. 
right? It's always, we all, we all saw Bachram Purim when they were drunk, blowing a shofar or shaking a lulav or eating matzah, right? They're very excited. They're, they're very, you know, so drunk. They don't know what's going on. Right? Because what, what's so funny about that? What's, so, what's talking so funny about that? Because it's just not the right moment for it. It's, it's just, what is funny? What, 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 when do we laugh? We laugh when something is unexpected. It's not normal now. You don't laugh when a guy's blowing shofar in Rosh Hashanah, hopefully. You'll find, you laugh when a guy's blowing shofar randomly in the middle of a whatever. He pulls out a shofar and starts blowing. It's funny, right? You, unless you go to the coastal. Then it's normal. But I'm saying, generally speaking, or Uma, but, or shiners. But generally speaking, a person pulls out a shofar, it's, it's not, you know, it's, 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 it's not matoy. So it's all in the right place and the right time and the right context. That's, that's what the Chacham is saying. That's what the Chacham is teaching us. So Rishon Mishalman was asked, and Halicha Shloyman, they bring it down, Rishon Mishalman was asked, I'm going to read you a Lashem and a half. L'shei Alem, for those that are asking, Al-Dvar Tikun HaMaisim B'Yolam Elu. What should we be focusing on during a Tzayi Tshuva? His quote is, Hari Rabbeinu Madrich, Shi Kablo Al-Atzimam L'Hezchazek. person should be in Kablo himself to strengthen himself. B'Meshech HaShan Abba, B'Davar Mesuyim. Take a very specific thing. Take a specific thing. Don't, I'm going to focus on davening this year. That's kemat a guarantee you're not going to focus on davening that year. Kemat. Focus on davening, it's too big. Take a very specific thing. I'm going to focus on coming on time. Also probably a little bit too much. But whatever. Everybody has to figure out what works for them. And it has to be something that you're going to succeed at. Don't take something you're not going to succeed. Because it's, what's the purpose? Just so you should be down? Take something, not, not something that's too easy. Because if it's too easy, then I mean, if, I'm going to get dressed every single morning. That, that hopefully should be very normal and natural. And if not, you should go speak to someone. But I'm talking about something that is a little bit above where you are, but something that you feel like you could succeed at, that's what's necessary. He says, Ubefrat, he says, if you want ideas, specific ideas, what ideas, it should be somewhere in the Brachas region, in the Tvila region. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't, I'm not, I'm not arguing with Shem Zalman. I'm telling you it has to be something on, that you on your level are able to take on. And a person needs to, needs to focus on this. The Sefer Yitziru, the earliest term that we have, written either by Avram Avinu or other Mauritian, Sefer Yitziru is full of Kabbalah. We don't know anything that goes on in that Sefer. But uh, Bnei Sashar brings down at the beginning of every month what the Sefer Yitziru says that month represents. And therefore, we have a little bit of what the Bnei Sashar told us now, with the Sefer Yitzhira, we'll divide, the, the whole concept of the Sefer Yitzhira is divide everything into three parts. Olam, Shana, and Nefesh. Olam is space, Shana is time, and Nefesh is each person and soul. In Kippur, we have all three coming together, the highest moment of the year and the highest place of the year by the highest person on, on planet Earth, all coming together, Olam, Shana, and Nefesh, all in one. That's Kiyudua, that the Torah Magdashim talk about, that, that moment of the Kohen Gadol going in, to the Kodesh HaKadosh, where all those three things meet. But there's Olam, the Shana, and the Nefesh. And the Savior Yitzhira will, will talk about different things that fit into what category in Olam, what category in Shana, and what category in Nefesh. A quote from the Savior Yitzhira is, The Savior Yitzhira, Himlech Ois Yud Vemasa. Elul. We're no more in Elul, but Elul and the first ten days of Tishrei all lumped together. Elul is Ois Yud, is represented by the letter Yud, Vemasa. But an action, because every month gets uh, uh, an emotion, everything. Well, for example, Nisan, Sefer Yitzir says, is the Debor. Well, we understand why Nisan is the Debor. 
Pesach, to distribute to Yisrael, we understand. And so on and so forth, every single month, one is, eyesight is the two eyes that corresponded to Thomas and Ov, so on and so forth. Elul is Yud and Meister, action. Just to finish off the Lashon Sefi Tzir, because maybe somebody knows what's going on over here, so maybe they can tell me afterwards. V'koshaloi Keter, and Hashem put a crown on top of them. V'tzir and Zebazeh, and he combined them. V'tzar behem besula ba'olam, and then there's the besula, Mazel besula is, is, is obviously Elul. And the Elul Bishana, the Yad Smoil Benefes Zacharnakeva, and the left hand corresponds to Elul also. So if anybody has anything about the left hand and the Kesser, that's the tar of them, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. But I was thinking about it. What's the letter Yud? What does the letter Yud mean to me, to you? What does it mean? What it means is the smallest, most insignificant, but yet the beginning of every letter. Think about that. When you write a Lamed, you put down your pen to write a Lamed, the first thing you made was a Yud. The moment you made a dot, you made a Yud. So the fact that you stretched now into a Lamed, fine. So that's what eventually happened. But it started, and every letter starts with a Yud. Every letter starts with a Yud. And it seemingly is so insignificant. It's a tiny little letter. But it's everything. I was, the other day, I was, I was on the highway, I was going somewhere. Oh, I was going to a Shev Brachas. And you're not supposed to look up at billboards. You're not supposed to, but unfortunately sometimes it catches your eye. And this I felt was a message. The message, billboard said on the 95, it said, picture of who walked on the moon. Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, one of the two, right? One of the, there's a picture of him on the moon, and it says, one of the two, I don't remember which one it was. I think it was Buzz Aldrin walked on the moon, right? Nobody. What? Who's the first person to make the first step on the moon? Was it Armstrong? Neil Armstrong? So Neil Armstrong, a picture of Neil Armstrong on the moon, and it says, quote, the longest journeys always start with a first step. And I was very, I was, I was in struggle. I, I looked up and I saw the billboard. I, I really shouldn't be announcing that. I, looked, I saw a billboard, but that's what I saw. And to me, it was a very big message. You cannot get to wherever you want to go without taking that first step. It's pushing. We have a long journey ahead of us. It's called Tavshin Peydalad. We want next year, when we come to the end of Tavshin Peydalad, we're going to be able to look back at that journey and say that this was a good journey. It was a successful journey. But it always starts with one little step. Himlach Oiz Yud Be'elo, Himlach Oiz Yud, that tiny little journey, that, tiny, that, that long journey takes that tiny little step to start it with. If you saw in Ur Yisrael, in letter 15, the Gareth says, well, he writes, A person has to investigate his actions to make a real commitment. Kemat Bechol Pratein Yonov, so Salon says, in everything you do, Lihishomer Lechol Apoches, Esashenekel Lefonov Bechol Pratein Atar Vamitzvah. Something that you find that you didn't take so seriously, that's what you have to work on. And then he goes on to explain that that's Mahalach. Meaning, take something that you should be taking seriously. A suggestion for Kabbalah, says the result sponsor. Something you should be taking seriously. Taking Chatzah. No. I'm in Marvis Hedra. Everybody, you know, everybody's on their own. I'm not going to give you examples. Something that you should take seriously, that you don't take seriously. Why not? Because I just, you know, this is what happens. Life gets in the way of living life sometimes. But take that. And commit yourself that, no, I'm going to take it seriously this year. I'm going to take it seriously this year. Why not? I'm a Yid. It's a Sifr Shachonarach, or whatever it is. Again, whatever, whatever the example is going to be. Say, I'm going to take it seriously. I'm going to be there by Adon Olam. I'm going to say Adon Olam. I'm going to know what Adon Olam means. Or whatever it is. Right? Everybody, there's uh, many, many Gedolim say this word, so I don't know who actually said it, but it's been quoted from so many different Gedolim. So enter your favorite Gedol here. He probably agreed with the Vart. So we said yesterday 
He said the Ebishev is a zeicher kol neshkachas. Zeicher kol neshkachas. What does it mean? The Ebishev remembers all the forgotten things. So it's a very scary thought when we think about that. Like, you know, all the things that you know we forgot about, we moved on. doesn't forget anything. But what does it mean? He's zeicher kol neshkachas. Keilu like he's only zeicher the neshkachas, but he's not zeicher the things that we remember. So I'll say it over for the way I. I have it in front of me from Moshe Leib Sasser. I heard it from Rabbi Yehoshua Shlana. I heard it from I heard it from so many. I heard it from Chassidus Shabbanon, from Lutzis Shabbanon. Whatever it is, it's Erel Chavart Azay Gatesh. The Eibush still remembers what you choose to forget. First, it marries off your Yisaimo. We could all agree to Gavaldigamitzer. Marries off your Yisaimo, but he never forgets that. He's always constantly like he has credit by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He married off your Yisaimo. If he's always remembering all the good that he does, and it was good, 100% good, maybe she doesn't forget it. Maybe she forgets it. He's like, I don't have to remember it. He apparently doesn't forget it. He doesn't remember it. So I don't have to remember it. Ke'ilu. Or, think about the other way. If a person marries off his name and then forgets about it, okay, moves on. You know, you've got to keep living as he is. You've got to keep doing what you're doing. It's to daven. You have to... Maybe she says, oh, you forgot about that. I'm going to make sure that I don't forget about it. I'm going to take care of that. And now to the flip side. A person doesn't have error. A person doesn't have error. He did something he shouldn't have done. He ate without a bracha, the kavono. Right? He shouldn't have done that. So if he remembers that, the chatasi negdi summed, I should have to remember it. He, he's got it. But if he just moved on, so that's the question. chooses to remember what you chose to forget. So that's powerful makudo. What every soul salanter, back to every soul salanter saying is, there are things that we just, we, we forgot to take seriously. Like we just, you know, tying the left shoe before the right shoe. How serious is that? I mean, like really? Like then you have like the uncomfortable statement that every person says that when I get in Shemayim and they punish me for that, and I'm, I know I'm at the end. No, you're not. You're at the beginning. Shachanach says he tie your left shoe before your right shoe. I understand what he's saying. Why is it any different than putting a crackpot onto the fire on Shabbos? Because once it's a rice and once it's a rabbanon, you stop a cow. This is Allah You have to take it seriously. You have to take everything seriously. Not to quote a Goyim Ismedrish, but there was a there was a poet. I'm not going to say. At least I won't say his name. I don't know if it's Negeim Edugulayim. So I'll tell you when he lived, and so you can look it up later on. He lived from 1770 to 1850. Find a poet that lived from 1770 to 1850. The best portion of a good man's life. The best portion of a good man's life are his little, nameless, unremembered acts of kindness and love. Good gazuk. Again, the best portion of a good man's life is his little, little, nameless, unremembered acts of kindness and of love. Those are the best portions of a person's life. A person thinks, you know, I did this, I made a scene in my shop. Givaldi. A hundred percent. It's very impressive. And you should get a standing ovation, 100%. But you know what's more impressive than the fact that you finished Shas? Is that nobody knows that there was some night that you had no Kayach, and you were wiped out, but you made up that you're going to learn every single night, so you decided that at 3 o'clock in the morning you came home from a wedding, and you sat down to learn for a half hour. That part is more harsher than the finishing the Shas. Because that part, nobody knows about. It's just you and the Rebbe Nishon. That's it. Nobody knows about that. It's the small little, it's the small step on a long journey. The long journey is, everybody knows that you got to... We, only, we, only, we live in a world where we only give chashivas to getting to the end. It's not impressive if you don't get to the end. The bottom line is the scores, the test scores. That's always the bottom line. 
the fact that he tried and the fact that he made so many strides, well, unfortunately, we don't, we don't value that as much. But that, that's something that you have to take it seriously. I think that's why perhaps a yid is called a yid. A yid is a yid because he's the tiniest little thing, but it's so important. It's everything. It's foundational. We're yidim. That's what we are. We are Yehudim. The Chavetz Chaim and Avetz Chesed in the footnote, he writes as follows. He writes, Venerally, Shizel Kavonis HaMedrish, Ein Va'ata Elotshuva. We know that there's certain code words in Tanakh. One of the code words in Tanakh is when you see the word Va'ata, Chazal say, Ein Va'ata Elotshuva. Whenever you see Va'ata, Va'ata Yisol, Ma'ashem Lokech Hashem Me'imach, it means Shuva. Va'ata means Shuva, Chazal say. And Chavetz Chaim wants to know, what does Va'ata have to do with Shuva? What does that have to do with anything? Says the Chavetz Chaim, L'chayro heichen ramus shuva b'tevez va'ata. V'nucha loymer. Da'akavano hu zehu ma'ashikasavnu. Listen to these words. Tell me, if this, tell me if he didn't know you well enough, the Chavetz Chaim. De'ikr koyach ha'yetzer. The main power that the yetzer has. Shuhumata la'adam leymer. He fools you. He convinces you. He says, Hayoyim e'en l'cho p'nai l'umoyd. Today you don't have time to learn overlasting v'mitzvahs or to do this and this mitzvah. I, don't, I just don't have time right now. Come back. I don't, I don't have time right now. Or I don't have time to sit down and think about myself. How many times I talk to people and I try to get them to have a conversation with themselves? Not in public. That, that gets you sent to Bellevue. I'm talking about in private, alone, when nobody sees. Have a conversation with yourself. I try so hard to get people to talk to themselves. People today cannot be with themselves even for a minute. Can't. People have white things in their ears. Who knows what they're listening to? Probably a sheer, I'm assuming. But it's because they can't even just be with themselves for a minute. They can't. People can't. It's, it's very uncomfortable. If you go into the car, they have to have music on. Why, why, can't, why can't it just be you with yourself for a couple of minutes? Just have a conversation with yourself. Nobody knows that you're talking to yourself. Everybody thinks you're talking to a Bluetooth. But talk to yourself. Have a conversation. Have a conversation. People are so afraid of themselves, unfortunately. It's, sometimes there's good reason. But that being said, the, 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 a person is so busy pushing away all these things that... Now is not a good time. It's not a good time. It's not a good time. I would love to, but now is not a good time. And, and unfortunately, many of our shortcomings in life is because it just wasn't a good time. It wasn't a good time. Says the Chaim, what ends up happening is he comes tomorrow. Again, the, the, the inspiration. And again, the Yetzirah says, not a good day. My mother used to have a saying, whenever we wanted to go ice skating, I'm going to say, today's not a good day to break your leg. That was, that was her excuse why we couldn't go ice skating. Today's not a, I said, Ma, can you tell me, I'm going to give you a calendar. What day is a good day? I want to go that day. I want to go ice skating. Uh, uh, what do you mean it's not a good day? Like, there's a good day to break your leg? That there is? But the Chavazkan is telling us, the Yetzirah comes every day. It's like, it's not a good day today. Today, you start today. You see, you're going to have a wedding next week. So you can't start a Chavruta now. Because next week, there's going to be two days that you're going to miss. So we're going to start in two weeks. Okay. And, and, and. And the wheel turns, and life turns, and life turns, and... Says the Chavetz Chaim, Ein va'ata elu tshuva. Tshuva has to be a va'ata. Va'ata means right now. I'm not, I can't wait for things to work out because things are never going to work out. I have to commit myself. From now on, I'm going to do something. And do it. Small, insignificant, a yud, b'maisa. But I'm going to do it. I can't wait. Chavetz Chaim says, V'shemati b'shem goyin echod. He doesn't say who it is. V'shemati b'shem goyin echod. Sha'adam tzarech l'shari b'nafshe shloh shidram. A person has to think in his mind, Three things. Number one, echod, elo yoim echad Very morbid thought. First, has to think, all I have left is today. Today's Gimel, Tishrei. Elo Tishrei is my last day on planet Earth. And by the way, I have news to you. 
every single one of us are going to have a last day here. So that day is going to come. We're going to have that day. We're going to thought that we could do it tomorrow, and we're not going to have that tomorrow. We all know friends and people that we know that we go to the little virus, or we go to the Shiva house, and we hear, he, he, like, literally, he just started a project, or he just... We're all, we're all going to have that. Hopefully at 119 and 364 and a half days. Got it. Hopefully. But we're all going to have that last day. We're all going to have that last day. Number two, a person has to think. Sometimes you get so, you get so disheartened. The shot is huge. Shachanarach is huge. Ramam is huge. No, it's not. You have, you have to learn one parak of Mishnah today. Or one Mishnah today. You have to do one omelet, one daf, whatever. Fill in the blank, whatever it is. One halacha in Kitzvah Shachanarach. You have to do one pusik with Rashi today. Whatever you, it is that you're accepting for yourself, that's all you have to do. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. And number three, Gam Shehu Yisrael Echad. And also you have to think of yourself as I'm the only Jew left around. And that's it. It's me. It's now, it's this, and it's me or nobody else ever again. A person could envision that. It's hard. But a person has to practice envisioning these things. A person can envision that. Then, I mean, what do you mean tomorrow? What do you mean... There's no, there's no tomorrow. That's it. This is it. The Chavachayim says that's why Va'ata means Shuva. And Va'ata Shuva means the person has to take them seriously. Self, they have to take themselves seriously. Time is my So, I'm just going to finish off with a lashon of the Shem Shmuel. The Parshas Nitzavim. Again, this is also something that gets people very down. And it's, it's, it's so sad. Someone once told me that you know, I, I asked him, he was so inspired by, he went to the Sima Shas. And uh, I said, so you can learn Dafi Yemi this time? Not that I care, you learn Dafi Yemi, don't learn Dafi Yemi. He said, look, you were so inspired, you can learn Dafi Yemi? He says, no. I said, like, flat out, no. Why? He says, because seven and a half years ago, I was also inspired, and I only got through brachas. And I said, and? You learned brachas. Imagine if every seven and a half years you learn brachas. What's wrong with that? There's something wrong with every seven and a half years learning brachas? Like, no, I'm not doing it because I didn't get to the end. We don't, we don't take ourselves seriously because we imagine it's, it's everything or it's nothing. It's not. Do what you can in everything, in every mitzvah, in every ma'asad tayyub, in every midah tayyub. The Shem Shmuel says the following Lashem. We say this every day. person should not get down. When he looks deep inside himself, he says, based on what I did last year, I can't do a proper tshuva. Don't get down on yourself. Do what you can. I, I can't do the whole thing. I can't. So therefore what? Therefore what? Every penny adds up. You helped out tshuva in general in the world because you did a little bit of tshuva. That helps somebody else do a little bit of tshuva. That helps somebody else do a little bit of tshuva. And maybe because you didn't want to do that little bit of tshuva that you could have and should have done. And he wants to say with this that who knows, very interesting, who knows how much, maybe there was a certain amount of tshuva that had to happen before the ghoul to come. And if you do a little bit of tshuva, you'll help the ghoul to come. Who says you have to do the whole thing? You do the best you can. We, we, so, we get so tied up and twisted because we, I can't do it. I did so many avariuses here. Take one thing, something that you could, as, as we learned, learned the Lashem from Shem something that you could succeed at, something that you're going to be successful at, something that's not too hard, do it. 
Some say hey, divide it in half, whatever you wanted to do, and then divide it again in half, and then do it. There's different Lashonis from different Mamorim and different Gedolim. But the bottom line is, Yud B'maisa. Himlech Ois Yud B'maisa. Do something small, but do it. And Va'ata. Don't wait. If we do that, we accept upon ourselves to do this, we'll be able to, I don't want to go back to the beginning of the words of Henning's Recipes for Life, but we'll be able to be where we are and do what we're supposed to do in that moment. There's a famous podcast, not that I'm here to give them a shout out, but they like to ask the question of if you had, a, whatever, if you can meet somebody, or who would you want to meet, etc. And those ask, what's your favorite mitzvah? I'm sure they're almost just podcasts I'm talking about. What's your favorite mitzvah? And yeah, some guy says, like a chikapeya, or whatever it is. Everybody has something funky to say, and gishmak, fine. The truth of the matter is, the answer should be a very simple answer. I don't know why nobody gave this answer yet. Maybe somebody did. I don't listen. Stole the pocket. The next mitzvah that I have available in front of me. That's my favorite mitzvah. My favorite mitzvah is the next one that I have available. If it's going to be keep it off, it'll be keep it off. If it's davening, it's davening. If it's benching, it's benching. So it's when you have to, like, my favorite benching. So I only do it like six times a week and finish. That's its favorite mitzvah. Very good. Well, keep it off. I do it once a year. I call before Yom Kippur. My favorite mitzvah is the mitzvah that rep- presents itself next. That's going to be my favorite mitzvah, and I'm going to do it properly. And with that, we'll be zeichet to have a kasiva v'chasimotayva, a gemar chasimotayva, a sifra and shel tzadikim.